0: To take just a few minutes tonight, and I want to talk to you about something that I believe makes the difference between whether you live out your life happy or you live out your life frustrated, complaining, uh, always seeing the negative in things. It's this, I believe, this is the secret of happiness. It's called gratitude. Gratitude. And gratitude, in my opinion, is in short supply in the world in which uh, I circulate not, not here at church, in that other world out there that in the, the people that I come across, it just seems like gratitude is in short supply, and we cannot allow ourselves, as a church as followers of Christ, to fall into that trap of being people who are ungrateful. Aren't you just grateful? So there's some things about gratitude that I'm going to share with you, but uh, I read <clears throat> some years ago about Dr. Nick Stennett from the University of Nebraska, and he had conducted a group of studies uh, about, it was called the Family Strengths Research Project, and it was all about what made strong families strong. And he basically concluded that the quality of appreciation, just appreciating one another, made strong families. He said, this was the thing that set apart strong families from nearly everybody else. He said their ability to show appreciation for what the other members do and for who they are. And what I realize is that all of this comes back to a choice, a choice on how we choose to live our lives. Do we live with appreciation for what we have? Do we live with a gratitude for what we have? Do we live with thanksgiving or are we always looking at what we don't have? Are we always thinking about what we missed out on? It's all about a choice. And if you make the right choice, you're going to find that happiness will be your friend. You want to be happy? Everybody wants to be happy, right? Gratitude is your your key. So I'm going to share with you quickly here six secrets about gratitude. And they're really not secrets, but they're they're things that I think we know, but maybe we just aren't aware of. But I'll, I'll call them secrets for the sake of Not having a better word for it right now. But let's start with 1 Timothy chapter 4. Begin with verse 1. Uh, This is in the CEV version. It says, God's Spirit says clearly that in the last days, many people will turn from their faith. They'll be fooled by evil spirits, by teachings that come from demons. They'll also be fooled by the false claims of liars whose consciences have lost all feeling. These liars will forbid people to marry or to eat certain foods. But God created these foods to be eaten with what kind of hearts? Thankful Thankful hearts. With thankful hearts. By his followers who know the truth. Everything. Somebody say everything. Everything God created is good. And if you give thanks, you may eat anything. Somebody ought to shout right there. I don't know exactly what that means completely. But I do know this. That uh, my, my focus is on if you give thanks, you can eat anything Difference between clean and unclean food. And he says, what God has said in your prayer will make it fit to eat. Now, this isn't a message on nutrition. It's not a message on eating healthy or healthy eating habits, although I know everybody is a little more focused on that here at the beginning of the year than you are any other time of the year, because we totally blew it from Thanksgiving to Christmas. But we're supposed to. That's what we do. Uh, but this is what I realized. Number one, when we focus on what we don't have, we lose appreciation for what we do have. <clears throat> when we constantly are focusing on what we, uh, what we don't have, we lose appreciation for what we do have. And it's so easy to fall into this trap of living our lives focusing on what we don't have. The, we, we see what the neighbors have and we see what other people have and and we just get fixated on what we don't have and we end up losing appreciation for what we do have. In fact, Robinson Crusoe in his book about his life uh, when he was wrecked on that lonely island, he drew up two lists. I thought it was interesting that he chose to make two different lists and one list was the list he called bad and the other list was the List he called good. And he said this. On the bad was, he was cast on a desolate island. But on the good side, he was still alive, not drowned like everyone else was. On the bad, he was apart from human society, but he was not starving. He had no clothes, but he was in a hot climate where he didn't need them. (laughs) On the bad side, he was without means of defense, but on the good side... There were no animals that were trying to take his life on the bad side. He had no one to whom he could speak, but on the good side, the ship had uh, crashed near where he could get all the supplies off that he needed. So he concluded that there was not any condition in the world so miserable, but one could not find something for which to be grateful. See, it's all a choice. It's all a choice. And I want to challenge you here at the beginning of this new year of 2022 On this first Wednesday night, make a choice to be grateful. Don't lose your gratitude by focusing on what you don't have. Be thankful. Be grateful for what you do have. Can I get an amen? Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse number 10, it says, When the Lord, your God, brings you... Into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you didn't provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. That when you eat and are satisfied, notice this, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When God starts blessing you, and and I, I said this on Sunday, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready for what God is gonna require out of you, but be ready for what God is releasing to you. And when he starts releasing favor, when he starts releasing blessing, when he starts releasing increase, don't break your arm trying to pat yourself on the back. Don't start thinking how good you are, how smart you are. No, you remember to be grateful. Go back to God. Remember, in fact, God commanded the Israelites here that when the blessings start coming, don't forget that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, who brought you out of the land of slavery. Why? Because he knew that man's tendency is to forget. And our tendency is the same. We forget where the blessings have come from. We forget where the favor has come from. We forget where the health has come from. We forget where our relationship have come from. We forget those things. So gratitude is a choice. Gratitude is a choice. You make the choice to be grateful. You make the choice to live in this attitude that will bring happiness in your life. Rather than focusing on what you don't have, getting grumpy and complaining about things that haven't gone right, stay focused on the things that are going right. Stay focused on the things that are going good. Stay focused on the things that God has blessed you with, and you will be a much happier person. Amen? James 1, verse number 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. This scripture says two things. One, it says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every blessing that we have in our life, it has come from God. I mean, it means every promotion you ever got, it came from God. Every good relationship that God has brought into your life, it came from God. Every time you were, you missed out on a T-bone collision, when somebody ran a red light, that was a blessing from God. We might have driven away thinking, "Man, I'm glad I was alert." No, you're glad God allowed you to see what was going on. You've got to turn it all back to God. You're going to be a much happier person when you live like this. When you realize that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly, light, heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. There's a focus there. There's a, there's an emphasis here that I don't want you to miss. We're talking about God who does not change like shifting shadows. Shadows change depending on your direction with the sun. The shadows will change. And what happens with us is when our direction, our focus on the sun changes, then there are shadows in our life. There's dark spots in our life. There's nighttime in our life. When we get out of focus with the sun, When we get out of position with the sun, when you get out of right relationship with Jesus, there are dark spots in your life. There are dark nights in your life. There are shadows in your life. God doesn't change. God doesn't change at all. He doesn't change. But the shadows do. And what what causes the shadow to change? When we move out of relationship with the sun, when we get out of right relationship with God, then the shadows start coming into our lives. So you got to make sure that you're staying in right relationship with God. Number four, God brightens your day and he chases darkness away. Gratitude brightens your day and chases darkness away. Whenever you choose to live with gratitude, when you keep your eyes on the sun, thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you, Jesus for my health. Thank you, Jesus, for my family. Gratitude brightens your day and it chases darkness away because when you stay in right relationship with the sun, the shadows won't be your problem. The longer you keep away from God, the longer you allow darkness in your life. The longer you have these night seasons in your life. Matthew, Henry, if you've done much Bible study at all. If you go, you'll always find a Matthew Henry commentary somewhere. He was a, a minister in Wells back in the 1600s. And there's a story about him, about one time when he was robbed. And after the robber took off, Matthew Henry knelt down and began to give thanks to God. Now, most of us, that's not our first response. If we were to be robbed to kneel down and begin to give thanks to God, but he knelt down and he began to give thanks to God. And here's what he said. First of all, Lord, thank you that I've never been robbed before. In all my years of life and travel, you've always taken care of me. Just thank you that this has never happened before. This is the first time. Number two, he says, secondly, although the robber took all my money, he didn't take my life. And number three, although he took all I had. I didn't have much. <laughs> you can be thankful in all things. You just have to make a choice. Look at 1 Timothy six seventeen It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but put your hope in God. In other words, give him the, the thanks for it. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Give the focus, give the honor, give the gratitude to God for everything who blesses us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Gratitude allows you to be able to enjoy life. Number five, gratitude allows you to enjoy life. Whenever you have the right focus on things in your life, when you have the right focus on who has provided those things and you live your life in honor of God, who has blessed you with everything that you have, it allows you to enjoy the life that you have. But when we spend our life always focusing on the things that we don't have, you don't enjoy life. Life become, becomes a pain. Life becomes uh, uh, like, like you've missed out on something. Like, You've been robbed of something. One person said this, when I started practicing gratitude every day, writing down in my journal, everything I was grateful for, it changed my whole life. They said, I found myself happier and more optimistic every day. I started appreciating everything that I had in my life more. I started to feel content and satisfied with what I had in my life. It's such an amazing feeling that it's hard to even put into words. Gratitude, We'll change everything about you. I want to challenge you to walk in gratitude, live in gratitude, practice gratitude. Say, so, well, how do I do that? Start by writing it down. Every single day, write down the things that you are most grateful for. First thing in the morning, what are you grateful for? When you go to bed tonight, what are you most grateful for? Just keep those things before you. The more you exercise it, the more you exercise gratitude, the more it becomes a habit. And the more of the habit, then it becomes a lifestyle. And that lifestyle will thrust you into happiness in your life. 1 Timothy 4, verse 4 says, For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it's consecrated by the word of God and prayer. So number six. When you take the ordinary and you give thanks to God, he takes the ordinary and he makes it extraordinary. He takes things that maybe are just not that special and when you give thanks for it, he makes it special. The most perfect example is in John chapter six, verse five through six. Let's take a minute and read it. When Jesus looked up, he saw a great crowd coming toward him. He said, Philip, where, where will we buy bread for these people to eat? This, He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered and said, it would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. And another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will that go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. They sat down, about 5,000 men were there. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Notice he gave thanks. He gave thanks and then distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Before the multiplication took place, he gave thanks. He gave thanks for it. I believe supernatural things begin to happen when we choose to live in thanksgiving. I think supernatural things, I I think God begins to open up doors of opportunity that never would have been there when we walk in thanksgiving. Just think of it like this as a parent. How many of you are parents in here tonight? Each one of you that are parents, you know the difference between a child who's grateful and one who is not. Gratitude always gets more. When there is a person, a child that is grateful, we are glad to give more. We are glad to do more. We are glad to provide more. But an ungrateful attitude shuts the doors of heaven. (laughs) It's the same with God. Now, God's not playing games with us, and he's not... uh, He's not getting petty with us, but I believe that gratitude opens the blessings of God in our life and ingratitude, ungratefulness, I think it closes the windows of heaven. Gratitude leaves no room for discouragement. There's a legend that a man found the barn where Satan supposedly kept his seeds ready to be sown. And if the worship team, if you guys would come back up here, please. Where Satan kept the seeds of, of, uh, of discouragement and the seeds that he would sow into men's hearts. And he noticed that the seeds of discouragement were more numerous than all the other seeds that were in that barn. And he learned that the seeds of discouragement were more numerous because Satan could grow them almost anywhere. But when he asked where could the seeds of discouragement not be grown, Satan answered and said that would be in a grateful heart. Seeds of discouragement cannot grow in a grateful heart. But when there's not a grateful heart, then Satan has the ability to sow a seed of discouragement and get you discouraged about what you do not have, get you discouraged about what blessing didn't come your way, to get you discouraged about what opportunity you happen to miss. Maybe you get discouraged because somebody else was healed and you were not. Somebody else was blessed and you were not. Somebody else experienced some favor at work and you didn't. You see, whenever we get ungrateful, whenever we get uh, discontent with the things that God has given us, it causes discouragement in our lives. And I want to challenge you. Live your life grateful grateful for what you have it'll open up the blessings of god it'll open up the windows of heaven it'll open up the hands of god into your life and since god has sent his son to die for us that's one of the reasons we choose to receive communion every wednesday night is to show our gratitude for what jesus has done for us somebody asked why do you do it every wednesday night I think communion is something we could do every single day and it never get old. Every day when we stop and we think about his body that was broken and his blood that was shed, should that ever get old? No. When we give thanks for the body that was broken and give thanks for the blood that was shed, should that ever get old? gratitude. Gratitude will change your life. Gratitude will cause your boss to see you different than everybody else. And I just believe that we as followers of Christ ought to be different than everybody else. But in the parable of the ten lepers, when 10 lepers were healed, there was only one that came back. It kind of shows the disparity between who really is grateful and who is not. There are a whole lot more people that aren't. Gratitude will set you apart from the crowd. Gratitude will allow God to take notice of your life. Just being grateful. It's a choice. It's a choice that every one of us have to make every single day of our lives. And when we do, God's blessings start flowing, contentment and happiness start taking over your life, you're gonna find that 2022 is gonna be the best year of life if you choose to live in gratitude. So do me a favor, stand to your feet just for a moment. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think again about the things that you are most grateful for. What are you most grateful for tonight? Just take a moment, think about it, meditate on it, contemplate it, what are you thankful for? Most all the things that we're thinking about in our lives right now, we're not worthy of. We haven't done anything to earn it. We haven't done anything to deserve it. I'm not saying we haven't worked hard. I'm not saying you haven't applied yourself. I'm not saying that that you haven't done your due diligence and you haven't studied and shown yourself worthy. In some aspects of our life but at the end of the day most of the blessings in our life are not anything that we have earned because of our effort or anything that we deserve because we're good enough most of the things most of the blessings in our life are beyond our control they're beyond our ability to make happen They come from God. They come from Him above. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Lord, we recognize tonight your blessings in our life. We recognize your goodness in our life. We recognize your favor in our life. Lord, we recognize that without you, we wouldn't be here today. Without you, we would be lost. Without you, it would be hopeless. But tonight, oh Lord, we just wanna say thank you